Romans chapter 16, we'll start off in verse 27. Um, this will be part two of, of the series. Just to, And again, I don't know how long or how far we'll get through this um, today or how long this will last, but um, we'll, we'll, see, we'll see what we have as we go through. Uh, but we do want to start here at Romans chapter 16, verse 27. <clears throat> be good if I was there too, right? Romans 16, 27. To God only wise be glory through Jesus Christ forever. Amen. Father, we want to thank you for the opportunity that we have to study your word, that um, we can take a look at these truths and understand a little bit more about, uh, about our adversary. Uh, as Paul talks about the fact that we're not ignorant of his devices, and uh, that's, that's part of the reason that we, we want to go through these things and kind of understand some stuff about this. Um, mostly that we know how to deal with, with that adversary and uh, understand that the folks that we come in contact with are part of that, whether they know it or not. And uh, we, we need to be more prepared and better prepared to be able to deal with them uh, wherever they are, that uh, we might be in the praise and honor and glory of your grace. And it's in Christ's name we pray. Amen. All right, so last time, remember, we talked about um, that issue, and really we're, we're dealing with those two things, power and wisdom, all right? So those are the two main issues that we're looking at, and uh, we'll see a little bit more about this as we go through. Uh, one of the things Bruce read this morning about Isaiah chapter 14, one of the things we dealt with last week is there was a... There is a series of I wills that Satan had, Lucifer, um, after his fall became Satan. Um, we see these are the things that he was looking for, right? One of the issues was I will be like the most high, right? We went back to Genesis chapter 14 and we read what does that phrase or what does that name mean? It is the possessor of heaven and earth, right? We talked about some of those issues as well. Uh, we went over to Job chapter 1 and Job chapter 2 and talked about how when Satan goes to show himself, to present himself to God, um, that issue of where they meet was that mount of the congregation, right? In the sides of the north. And we talked about how he went from the sides of the north to the sides of the pit. So... Those are some of those things that we kind of talked about last time. And I want us to kind of keep those things in mind as we go through. So, what does this verse right here tell us about God? He's the what? Only wise. All right, so one of the, one of the main things that we want to, to, to point out is, is that, is that word God in your Bible capitalized? It is, right? So when you look at uppercase G, is there a difference between that and the lowercase G? And we'll talk about that. Go back real quick to, to Genesis chapter 3. And I want us to remember some of these things. And just kind of put them in the back of our mind. <clears throat> notice, notice in Genesis chapter 3, this of course is where Satan is tempting Eve. And remember, the way he starts off is he questions God's word. Yea, hath God said, right? In Genesis chapter 3, verse 1 right there, he says, Yea, hath God said, and then he quotes something uh, from Scripture, and he's actually, he's actually um, questioning 
what God actually said. So then what does Eve do? Well, she subtracts from God's word. She adds to God's word. She waters it down. And then finally, Satan just says, thou shalt not surely die. In fact, what he does is he denies the actual word of God. Now, when we look at verse 5, notice this. For God, that's capital G, right? For God doth know, now this is again Satan talking to Eve, for God doth know that in the day ye eat thereof, and he's of course he's talking about the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, the day that ye eat thereof, then your eyes shall be opened, and ye shall be as what? God's. That's a lowercase g, right? So is there a difference between those two? And there is, right? So God knows that in the day you eat that of that tree, that you'll be as gods, right? Now, who is he talking about there? Well, he's talking about those angels, right? And what he's saying is, and we'll see this as we go through here, what he's saying is the capital G God wants to prevent you from becoming a lowercase g God. That's what Satan's saying to Eve. God's holding something back from you because God knows that when you eat it, you're going to be just like the gods. What? Knowing good and evil. Right? So again, what we see there is Satan is showing Eve, look at what I can do for you. I can give you this position that God's trying to prevent you from having. That's exactly what he's doing. And how does he do that? Verse 6, And when the woman saw that the tree was good for food, and that it was pleasant to the eyes, and a tree to be desired to what? Hmm. What is it that that tree would do? She, she notices... What is that tree going to do is a tree to be desired to make one wise. So what Satan is saying is God doesn't want you to know this. God is hiding from you what? Wisdom. So when we talk about it's not about power to control things. It's all about wisdom. What Satan's doing here is he's saying what? God is holding back wisdom from you. So Satan even knows he can't. And like we said last time, is it possible for Satan to have power over anybody? And the answer is no. What it all goes down to is that right there. What it all goes down to is this right here in between our eyes, right? Right back here. That's what it comes down to. And so then what we see there is that threefold Lust of the flesh, lust of the eyes, pride of life. That's what we see right there in, in Genesis chapter 3, verse 6. Well, you fast forward to Matthew chapter 4. What Satan do there with Jesus Christ is also lust of the flesh, lust of the eyes, pride of life. But what's he trying to get Christ to do is he tries to get Christ to do something that he knows he'll do out in the ages to come. He's trying to get Christ to do them right then. What it comes down to is he's trying to get him to do things out of order. At the wrong time. So one of the things there's 
So years ago, years ago, I started writing a book, and I use that book, that term book, very loosely, um, about having faithful men. So then, uh, in the last year or so, I started writing another book, and again, I use that word book very loosely, dealing with timing elements. When, when, when Paul writes 2 Timothy 2.15 and says, Study to show thyself a... Well, let's go look at it because I want to look at the context anyway. 2 Timothy chapter 2. Verse 15. How many times have I quoted that? <clears throat> I had it right. I just... Chapter 2, verse 15. Study to shew thyself approved unto God, a workman that needeth not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. But notice, verse 16, but, notice that word but. He says, but shun profane and vain babblings. Now, you take a couple things there real quick. What's he tell us to study? His word. What are we told not to study? Profane and vain babblings, a.k.a. every type of social media. <laughs> In all honesty, that's what that is. But notice, but shun profane and vain babblings. Why? For they will increase unto more ungodliness, and their word will eat as doth a canker of whom Hymenaeus and Philetus, who concerning the truth have erred, saying that the resurrection is past already and overthrow the faith of some. What right division has to do with is not just we're not Israel, we're the body of Christ, we're different, but it has to do with time issues. And so what, what he says here is, Hymenaeus and Philetus do what? They take a truth of the resurrection and they say it's already taken place. So they put it in the time past area is really what they're doing. They're saying it's not future, it's past which is exactly what Satan was doing with Christ. He's saying, I know you're going to do these things out in the future, but go ahead and do them now. Get them out of the way. And so what Satan was trying to do is use his wisdom the same way he did with, with Eve, trying to use his wisdom with Christ and say, I'm going to give you these things. I'm going to give you all this stuff, and I want you to go ahead and do this now. So, you know, we talked about... <laughs> One of the greatest dispensationalists you have in your scripture is Jesus Christ himself. He recognizes those are things that I'm going to do, but now is not the time to do it. When they go to him and, and try to get him to be king, he says, no, and he runs away. Why? Because it wasn't time. Now, that's that issue that we see as we go through here. So, what's interesting is... And this is, this, is the, this is one of the greatest parts about this when you think through this. Satan says, there is a wisdom that I want to give you all so that you would be as gods knowing some stuff. So that's what he's selling to Adam and Eve technically. All right? He's saying, I want to give you a position in my kingdom. That's exactly what he's selling them. Um, because the gods, and we'll see this again as we go through, those, those angels 
You know, we've talked about this before. This is kind of off script, but that's okay. What do we know about the heaven and the earth? Is there a correspondence between those two places? In fact, there is, right? Go real quick to Daniel. Um, go back to Daniel real quick. Because <clears throat> I, I want us to remind ourselves... Of, of something else again <clears throat> as we as we take as we take a look at as we take a look at these things <clears throat> um, get uh, get Daniel chapter chapter seven. My bad. Chapter 10. My bad. Daniel chapter 10. <clears throat> now, I want you to think about this stuff as we go through here. <clears throat> Daniel chapter 10. Let's start off in verse... We'll just jump into it. Um... Verse 9. Let's start off in verse 9. <clears throat> Daniel chapter 10, verse 9. <clears throat> Notice. Yet heard I the voice of his words, and when I heard the voice of his words, then was I in a deep sleep on my face, and my face toward the ground. And behold, an an a hand touched me, which sat, upon my, which sat me upon my knees and upon the palms of my hands. And he said unto me, O Daniel... A man greatly beloved. Now, what we have here is the angel Gabriel is talking to Daniel. All right, Daniel's praying. Gabriel shows up. Notice, verse 11. And he said unto me, O Daniel, a man greatly beloved, understand the words that I speak unto thee, and stand upright, for unto thee am I now sent. And when he had spoken this word unto me, I stood trembling. Then said he unto me, Fear not, Daniel, for from the first day that thou didst set thine heart to understand and to chasten thyself before thy God, thy words were heard, and I am come for thy words. Now, what happens is, somebody comes along and they read this, this passage here in Daniel chapter 10. Daniel's praying for 21 days, and they say, Well, God's going to work on his own time, and sometimes we just need to be a Daniel and wait. That's not what's going on there. I want you to notice what's going on. Verse 12 says what? For from the first day that thou did set thine heart to understand and to chasten thyself before thy God, and thy words, thy words were what? Heard, and I am come for thy words. What Gabriel is telling Daniel says, the very first day that you started to pray and to do these things, I've started to come. Notice, notice that word, but the prince of the kingdom of Persia withstood me one in 21 days. So what we have here is 
the 21st day, what happens? He's actually be able to do, he's actually able to go for 21 days who withstands Gabriel. Well, he tells us here the prince of the kingdom of Persia. Question. Do you think he's talking about Persia down here on earth or Persia there up in heaven? Cuz think about this. Gabriel's coming down to Daniel. And right in here, what happens is he stopped for 21 days. Who stops him? Well, the prince of the kingdom of Persia. That's up here. He's on his way down and it takes him it takes him that long to get down here. Notice what happens. He's fighting, he's fighting for 21 days here. Notice, but the prince of kingdom of Persia withstood me one and twenty days, but lo, Michael, one of the chief princes, came to help me. So what happens? So you've got Gabriel here. What happens is Michael comes down, takes care of the king, and says, Gabriel, go on down and talk to Daniel. Now the interesting thing about that is <clears throat> there is a kingdom up here of Persia. There's also one here on earth in Persia. That relationship between the heaven and the earth is there. Now, what happens is, and we'll see this as we go through, that prince of the kingdom of Asia, that's one of those fallen angels, one of those lowercase g gods. That's who withstood Gabriel, prevented him from coming down for 21 days. And then what happens? Notice, but the prince of the kingdom of Persia withstood me one in 20 days, but lo, Michael... One of the chief priests came to help chief, chief princes came to help me, and I remained there with the kings of Persia. Now I am come to make thee understand what shall befall thy people. What's he saying? We're up here, we took care of business, now I'm down here with you. And it's not a story of, you know, let God do things on his own time. No, it's a story on there are things out there in those heavenly places that are against what God's doing today. And what Satan was telling Eve is, I will give you a position up here in my kingdom. That's what he was selling to her. And we'll see that as we go through. But that's the issue that we see going on there. <clears throat> so hopefully that kind of makes sense. We have Gabriel come down. He has to fight with the prince of the kingdom of Persia here. He's with him there for a little while, and then he comes down. And then he's able to talk to, talk to Daniel. But the issue is, is, you know, we talk about this, we talk about this often. <clears throat> you know, over in, well, let's go look at it. Go over to Ephesians real quick. Ephesians chapter 3. <clears throat> There's, there's something else with this that I want us to kind of keep in mind as well. But there's this issue that we notice that there are some, some correlations there. And we'll see them more and more as we go through. Um, especially when we go, oh, get over to Ezekiel 
here in a minute. Notice this, in Ephesians chapter 3, start off here in verse 8. Paul says, Unto me, who am less than the least of all, of all saints, is this grace given, that I should preach among the Gentiles the unsearchable riches of Christ, and to make all men see what is the fellowship of the mystery, which from the beginning of the world hath been hid in God, who created all things by Jesus Christ. Why? To the intent that, what's that next word? Now, right? Not later, not in past, but now there, there, is, an, in, there is an intent, a, perp, a purpose <clears throat> to what God's doing that now unto the who? Principalities and powers where? In heavenly places might be known by the church the manifold what? Wisdom of God. So what I want us to think about is up here are what? Principalities, powers, right? We talked about it over in Colossians and Ephesians. He talks about principalities and mights and dominions and all that stuff up there. All that corresponds to what we have here. What he tells us in Colossians is we know those things exist because we can see those things down here. There's a correspondence. And so what, what Paul is talking about here, he says, here's the purpose of what God's doing from before the foundation of the world. What is he letting these guys up here know is about his manifold wisdom. So think about this. If... God's wisdom is something that these guys are learning about. Is this wisdom and that wisdom the same? When, when Satan comes along and says, here's some stuff, Adam and Eve, that God doesn't want you to know because he knows in the day that you, that, you, that you see this and understand this, you'll be as God's knowing good and evil. But what do we find out about these lowercase g gods is what? They learn about God's wisdom through who? Us. Have you ever thought, you know, it's, it's one of those kind of sobering th thoughts, if you, if you will. When we look around where we are now, we're a small group compared to most places. But what's interesting is our audience is more than just the ones that are here. Our audience contains principalities and powers because they're learning about God's grace every single day by watching us. They learn about His long-suffering by watching us. There is a wisdom that belongs to God that they don't know, but there's a wisdom that belongs to them. This is, this is where human viewpoint and human reasoning, all that stuff comes from is this. You know, in Ephesians where Paul talks about the fact that we were part of the course of this world according to the prince of the power of the air, so there's a, there's a wisdom out there which is completely against this wisdom here. 
and they're different. Do we see that? Does that kind of make sense? Yes, no, maybe? All right. But there's something there. There is a, as Paul calls it there, the manifold wisdom of God. You all know what a manifold is? Manifold does what? Starts here in the engine, and what's it do? It goes out different places. There's different parts to it. That's the idea that I want you to think about. Another way to think of it would be multifaceted. There's a whole bunch of things that God's doing. It just so happens to be that this one right here is something he kept secret from Satan from before the foundation of the world. And it's interesting. When we talk about power, there's no, there's no, there's no contest, and we'll see that as we go through. But wisdom, the only thing God had to do to out wisdom, if you will, Satan, was to what? Hold a secret. Not tell him something. And it's interesting. Real quick, go back to go back to Ezekiel, and we'll see this over and over again. <clears throat> go to Ezekiel Ezekiel chapter 28. <clears throat> Let's start off here. Um, there, there's, there's something I want to point out. We'll start off in verse 12, but I want us to look back at verse 2 real quick. <clears throat> Alright. Ezekiel 28, verse 2. Notice. Son of man, say unto the... What's those next three words? So Prince of Tyrus, right? Go to verse 12. Son of man, take up a lamentation upon the who? King of Tyrus. Now do you think he's talking to the actual prince and actual king of the city Tyrus here on the earth? We're going to find out he's not, and we'll see why here in just a second. Notice this. By the way, there's something else there that I think... You know when, when Paul talks about when the man of sin should be, should be revealed as the son of perdition? Man of sin, son of perdition. It's, 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 a, it's a poor view of the Antichrist. Is really what we and so there there is connection. We'll see this. Notice verse twelve. Son of man, take up a lamentation upon the king of Tyrus, and say unto him, Thus saith the Lord God, Thou sillest up the sum, full of wisdom. What's he tell? What's he tell this king of Tyrus? He's full of wisdom and perfect in beauty. How do we know he's not talking to the actual person that was there? Notice, 
Thou hast been in Eden, the garden of God. By the way, that's prior to Adam and Eve being there. He's saying, you were already in the garden of God. Well, that's the garden of Eden. In Eden, the garden of God. Notice, every precious stone was thy covering. The sardius, topaz, and the diamond, the barrel, the onyx, and the jasper, the sapphire, the emerald, and the carbuncle, and gold. Stop and think about that real quick. You have all these stones that if they, you know, you think, you think about diamond rings, right? When you look at a diamond ring, especially in light, what's it do? Sparkles. And it's beautiful, especially if you got a good one, unless they're cloudy and all that stuff, right? But think about this. He's got all these different stones that are part of him. And when the light shines off of those stones, what's, what, what would Satan think of himself? Well, I'm the source of the light because look at what it's reflecting off me, so I'm the source of the light. And that's kind of the idea of what he's thinking there. The idea that when the name Lucifer means what? The light bearer, right? So then there's this issue that he sees, I'm the one who is producing all this light. Notice, the workmanship of thy tabrets and of thy pipes were prepared in thee in the day that thou wast created. So tabrets and pipes, what are they going to be for? Music. He's the worship leader. <laughs> He's the worship leader in the light show, if you will. Now, you look at most churches today, why do you think that they have a light show during their worship service? It's because of that guy right there. Interesting. Notice, <clears throat> verse 14. Thou art the anointed cherub that covereth, and I have set thee so. Notice this. Thou wast upon the holy mountain of God. Thou hast walked up and down in the midst of the stones of fire. Stop there real quick. <clears throat> I want us to think about this. I know I've got a bunch of drawings here and I'm running low on time, but I want you to think about this. So you have, you have the throne of God. <clears throat> We'll do like a top view here, just to kind of get an idea. There are four cherubs, one at each corner. All right? If we do a side view or a front view, you've got a cherub here, cherub here, and then Satan, or Lucifer at that time, he was the anointed cherub to cover. He was, he was above all. So his thought is, I'm above God. The light's coming from me. I'm the light bearer. I'm the one leading all this stuff. I'm above all this. So we kind of see those things as we go through. He was the anointed chair of the covered. He was the one that was above the throne of God producing the worship. But notice, verse 15, Thou wast perfect in thy ways. Now, what ways? He sealed up the sum, full of wisdom, and perfect in beauty, right? So he was perfect in those ways. Notice, thou wast perfect in thy ways from the day that thou wast created till 
iniquity was found in thee. So he's perfect. He falls. And what happens to his wisdom? Is he now full of wisdom? It's corrupted. Notice, by the multitude of thy tri- by by the multitude of thy merchandise, they have filled the midst of thee with violence, and thou hast sinned. Therefore, I will cast thee as profane out of the mountain of God, and I will destroy thee, O covering cherub, from the midst of the stones of fire. Thine heart was lifted up because of thy beauty. Notice, thou hast corrupted thy wisdom by reason of thy what? Brightness. Again, what corrupted his wisdom was what? The brightness. By, by thy brightness. He said, I'm, I'm the one that's the source of this light. I'm the one that's the, the ruler and I'm the one leading the worship of God. I will be like the Most High. I will exalt my throne above the stars of heaven. And he's saying, what... What do we know about this wisdom here? It's corrupt. Right there. Thou, by your own personal choice, Lucifer, now Satan, thou hast corrupted thy wisdom by reason of thy brightness. Notice, I will cast thee to the ground. I will lay thee before kings that they may behold thee. Well, what we looked at last time is what? There's going to come a day where the, where, the, where, the, where the leaders of the world are going to look at Satan and say, this was the guy that did weaken the nations? This is the one that we were worried about? This is the one that we feared? Look at him. He's nothing now. And that's the idea what God's doing. Notice, thou hast defiled thy sanctuaries by the multitude of thine iniquities, by the iniquity of thy traffic. Therefore, notice, will I bring forth a fire from the midst of thee. It shall devour devour thee, and I will bring thee to ashes upon the earth in the sight of all them that behold thee. All they that know thee among the people shall be astonished at thee. Thou shalt be a terror, and never shalt thou be any more. One of the things we know about Satan is what? His time's limited. You're going to be a tear, but one of these days, you're not going to be anymore. Now that's not the complete annihilation, because what do we know? What do we know that he's going to spend the rest of eternity where? In hell. Like a yeah. And that's something you know. If if you got people that have a new Bible and it takes out the word hell, then where does Satan go? Not there. You got some issues there, right? That's another thing, huh? Yeah, tons of issues with that. But do we see his future? Do we see all of God's I wills there? <laughs> you remember when we were looking at the Tower of Babel, they were saying what? We will go and make a city. We will go and build a, build a, build a tower reaching to heaven. And all it took God was what? Confuse the languages. His I will is greater than man's I will, and God's wisdom is greater than Satan's wisdom. Um, notice this. Back up in chapter chapter twenty eight here. 
Look at verse look at verse 3. Ezekiel 28, verse 3. He's talking to the prince of Tyrus, which again is the foreshadow of the Antichrist. Notice here in verse 3. Behold, thou art wiser than Daniel. Now, pause there for a second. I'm running out of room here, but that's okay. What's he telling him? You're wiser than Daniel is. Notice. What does he mean by that? There is no secret that, underline that next word, they can hide from thee. Now, you pay attention to that, because what's he saying? To, 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 look, to, to Satan here, he's saying what? You're smarter, you're wiser than Daniel. And part of that is, there is no secret that they can hide from you. He doesn't include himself. God's not saying, there's no secret I can keep from him, because why? There is a secret that he keeps from him. Notice, with thy wisdom and with thine understanding, thou hast gotten thee riches and hast gotten gold and silver unto thy treasures by thy great, what? Wisdom and by thy traffic hast thou increased thy riches and then heart is lifted up because of thy riches. And he goes on down through there. There is a thing that Satan, his merchandise, as he says over in chapter 28, verse 16, that he traffics, as he says over there, just what we just got through reading, also in verse 18, there is a, there is a thing that Satan trafficked to the, to the angels, and a third of them said, yeah, we'll go with you. He also trafficked that exact same wisdom to Adam and Eve. And they took it. Do you know what's interesting? Did, did they get the position that Satan promised them? Or did they get the surety of death that God said that they would get? What well, God did. That's interesting. So you think about those things. Now, there, there's, there's, there's something that's very interesting about this that he brings up Daniel. Go back to Daniel chapter 2. Daniel chapter 2. <clears throat> and I want us to see this. So in Daniel chapter 2, what happens? All right? You've got Nebuchadnezzar. There's... There's something that he dreams and he asks all of his people around him, I want you to tell me what my dream is and then interpret the dream for me. Well, and what do they all say? Well, just tell us the dream and we'll interpret it for you. And Nebuchadnezzar was smart enough to know, well, if I tell you what my dream is, then you can interpret it whatever you want. But what I want you to do is tell me what my dream is and then tell me the interpretation. Now, the problem with that is what? Those guys don't know. Notice this. 
chapter 2, verse 10. The Chaldeans answered before the king and said, There is not a man upon the earth that can show the king's matter. Therefore, there is no king, no lord, no ruler that asks such things that any magician or astrologer or Chaldean. And it is not a rare thing that the king requireth, and there is and there is none other that can show it before the king except the gods whose dwelling is not with flesh. Notice who it is that they say that, that, that could know it. Except the gods, that's the lowercase g, right? For this cause the king was angry and very furious and commanded to destroy all the wise men of Babylon. And the decree went forth that the wise men should be slain, and they sought Daniel and his fellows to be slain. Notice here in verse 14. Then Daniel answered with counsel and what? Wisdom. To Arioch, the captain of the king's guard, which was gone forth to slay the wise men of Babylon. He answered and said unto Arioch, the king's captain, Why is the decree so hasty from the king? Then Arioch made the thing known to Daniel. Then Daniel went in and desired of the king that he would give him time and that he would show the king the interpretation. Then Daniel went to his house and made the thing known to Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah, his companions, that they would desire the mercies of God, of the God of heaven, concerning this what? Secret. So I want you to stop and think about this real quick. <clears throat> the men on earth said, the only people that can know about your, your, your dream would be the gods. But they don't know. Notice, what, is, what does Daniel and them get is this secret. Notice that Daniel and his fellows should not perish with the rest of the wise men of Babylon. Then was the secret revealed unto Daniel in a night vision. Then Daniel blessed the God of heaven. Notice, there is a secret... <laughs> about Nebuchadnezzar's dream that's now part of God's wisdom that's not part of that wisdom down there. Who revealed that secret to Daniel? God did. The guys who are part of this wisdom down here that's corrupted, they didn't know the secret. And of course, you take that and say, okay, how hard would it be to take that one step farther and say, God also had a secret, the dispensation of the grace of God, that these guys didn't know about, which means Satan didn't know about. And of course, 1 Corinthians chapter 2 tells us that, right? For had they known it, they would not have crucified the Lord. That's that issue. So when, when what we read in Ezekiel, where it says that, that thou art wiser than Daniel, the issue there was secret, right? But there's no secret that they can hide from you. But God did. And so then, that's, that's that issue that we see over here in Daniel. That's why Daniel's brought up in Ezekiel 28. They aren't wiser than Daniel. You're smarter than Daniel. Daniel got a secret. He understood the secret. 
for that particular thing there, not the not the dispensation thing, but he understood that. But those guys down there didn't. And again, what do we know? There's two issues with wisdom um, that uh, that we want to make sure that we keep keep in mind. Um, what's going on there? Notice this. This one's. Notice. Keep on going. <clears throat> Daniel answered and said, Blessed be the name of God forever and ever, for wisdom and might are what? What's, what's another word for might? Power. <laughs> what belongs to God is wisdom and power. Power, we'll take a look at next week because we're out of time today. We'll take a look at what does that mean that he has the power. Now, the issue that we're looking at here is obviously the, the, the wisdom. But notice this. This one's, always, this one's always kind of gotten me here in the last couple of years. Notice in verse 21. Blessed be the, God of, uh, the name of God forever and ever, for wisdom and might are His. Verse 21. And He changeth the what? Times and the seasons. He removeth kings and setteth up kings. He giveth wisdom unto the wise and knowledge to them that know understanding he revealeth the deep and secret things he knoweth what is in the darkness and in the light dwelleth in him now it's one of those things you look at that when you start talking about dispensational bible study the first thing that people say is what jesus christ the same yesterday today and forever he doesn't change but what can god do according to verse 21 is he changeth the what? Times. Is it a small thing for God to come along and say, I'm going to do this thing, and by the way, now it's different. Is he able to do that? By his wisdom, he is. So when you talk about you know, drawing the chart and all that stuff, that's that issue. He changeth the times and the seasons. Now, you could take that and mean different things. But when you look at that, one of the things I think about is that allows him to say, by the way, I'm no longer doing what I did in time past. I'm doing something different now at this time. And it's going to last for however long it lasts for. And then I'm going to get picked back up with what I, what I was doing. To me, that's one of those things that kind of jumps out and says, hey, you might want to pay attention to this. God doesn't change himself at all, but he does change how he deals with man. And we see that throughout, throughout the Bible. And, of course, the ones that everybody always goes to is like, um, what, the diet. Like, back in the day, you couldn't eat ham. Now you can, right? That type of stuff. So there's some things that, us, that I want us to be able to think about and go through with that. Now, <clears throat> next week, yeah, next week... Um, there's some things that I want us to look at as far as the power and pretty much find out that that's a non-issue in the whole situation, which is why the wisdom is, is the main issue. And we'll talk a little bit more about, about those things as we go through. So we'll stop there. Questions, comments, concerns. I know it's a lot. There's a lot there. Um, you know, years ago when I first got saved, and uh, started learning about writing a vision.
And I got to thinking, all I get to study for the rest of my life is 13 books. That's not going to take long at all. <laughs> I had no idea. Um, of course, there's, there's a lot of stuff in Paul's epistles I still don't have all figured out. And who knows if I'll live long enough to get it figured out. But <clears throat> it's fun when you do see these things. You're like, oh, okay, this, this kind of makes some other things make sense that maybe not have made sense before. So, all right. <clears throat> We good? Questions, comments, concerns? Anything online, Bruce? Anybody fussing at me? Calling me a heretic yet? Oh, no, not yet. Not yet? I'd like that. You said not yet, so. All right. Um,